Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Or it's going to become insurmountable. That's the other side of the coin. Here. What? I didn't even think about that. Or you're going to be done. <laughs> He's done. Put a fork in his white ass. He's done. Damn. Not quite yet. I think I'm up nine games now. Yeah. Nine? nine Is it games. nine? Right. We ended up disagreeing on eight last week. It was seven, and I was up four to three going into Sunday night football. However, when it was time to potentially change our pick for the Sunday night football game because Dak Prescott wasn't playing and we expressly reserved the right here on the Joint Mega Picks podcast last week to change our mind. I stuck with the Cowboys. Chris went with the Vikings. What a shame. How silly of you to trust your Minnesota Vikings in that spot. Seriously. We weren't good last week. We just weren't good. I mean, I was feeling good about how I did, but I'm still only 9-6 and six out of 15 games. That stinks, but not like you. Uh, eight underdogs won last week. I wish I had picked a few more of the underdogs. I picked the wrong underdogs like the pathetic Lions and the even more pathetic Jaguars. Our picks are not quite pathetic, but we're getting toward that territory. And now we head into week nine. What do you have to say for yourself? Now I, that you're nine I games first back? off, I don't think it's that pathetic either way. I'm not going to take that shit from you, even if you are talking about yourself too. <laughs> and we're still above 500 with best bets. So the thing where I would go, I wouldn't even bet some of these best bets. Like I, if you maybe pick one, I bet you my record would be a lot better. Let me just pick one, but fuck, it was torture last week. That's what I could say. I mean, gosh, were there some bad beats or some rough losses? I mean, you winning the Dolphins Buffalo best bet. I mean, seven Shanrocks up your ass on that one. Holy crapola. Oh, my gosh. I mean, there were just so many instances last week. I mean, of course, Carson Wentz throwing the ball with his left hand at the end of the game. I mean, that just killed me. There were some ones that really, really killed me, and it just emphasizes the point of, again, like we always say, be careful about betting. Uh, by the way, this is the PFTPM Chris Sims Unbuttoned presented by Under Armour Joint Mega Picks podcast. We do it every Thursday during the season. We pick all games straight up and against the spread, and we're going to get to it now as we get into Week Nine. All odds, as always, presented by Points Bet. Okay, so Thursday night football, New York Jets at the Indianapolis Colts, where Carson Wentz may. Yet again, try to throw the ball with his left hand. Actually, on Friday's PFT Live, PFT commenter was guest co-hosting, and he mentioned the possibility of Carson Wentz throwing the ball with his left hand and having it returned for a touchdown. Is that so, right? That guy's, that guy's into some witchcraft because he had it. Yeah. He nailed it. How did and, he, and that's how the thing. that even Isn't come up? Is it a shock? Is that, he just was talking about how, you know, we, I think we were talking about the Colts-Titans game, and he basically said Carson Wentz can be counted on to try to throw the ball with his left hand and have it picked off and returned for a touchdown. <laughs> All I know is my mom watched the show on Friday with PFT Commenter, and 
Of course, you know, she's not in that world, so don't hold Dirty Diana responsible for this. But she was like, I don't know who that was. Was he wearing a costume? Is that Was that a Halloween costume? She was completely confused about PFT commenter, so I had to explain that to her. Every day is Halloween for <laughs> right. PFT commenter. Right. Um, okay, let's get into Thursday Night Football. Jets at the Colts. Colts are... Ten and a half point favorites. It's the second largest spread of the week with an over-under of 46. Chris, can Mike White make it two in a row, further cementing his opportunity to supplant second overall pick Zach Wilson? Oh, it just it explains everything in our world right now, in the sporting world. Last week, the Jets were being killed for that Mike White was the backup quarterback and they're the dumbest organization in football for having him as a backup. This week... He's the franchise. So that's how fickle America has become and the sports uh, watchers have become. I No, I don't envision that again. I don't. First off, I think the Colts' defense is better than the Bengals. Their scheme is just different than the Bengals, and I think it matches up to take away some of the things Mike White did last week. The Colts play more people at the line of scrimmage. I'd have a hard time thinking they're going to give the easy completions you know, that we saw last week. Again, it was a dink and dunk fest by Mike White. He never threw a pass over 20 yards. It was one of the shortest passing performances of the year. I don't know what the Bengals were doing. So I don't expect that same success. And again, I'm not going to just abandon the Colts totally here because – you know, they lost to a good Titans team last week who's playing really good defense and understands them. You know, I, I think I'm still going to go with the hole here and that Carson Wentz has had a pretty good year. I want Frank Reich to run the ball more. The Jets' defense is solid, nothing special. They play hard, they're coached well, but there's not a lot of overwhelming talent. I'm going with the Colts here, 24-13, Mike. I got 27-13. Same reasoning, same idea. Look, the Colts have an opening now. Yeah. In the division, it's still going to be tough. They have right. to make up four games in nine, but the Titans don't have Derrick Henry in what great shape the Colts would be in if they had just managed to win that game. They still are alive for the seventh seed. That that seventh spot in both conferences is going to be wide open. And at three and five, you're not hardly out of it. And they've played well since they started off 0-3. The Colts, I think, get this win tonight. You know, the Jets are going to get periodic wins, and they're going to do enough this year to create some hope that maybe next year they'll be more relevant. That's right. Two in a row. I don't see it in the cards for the Jets. They caught the Bengals napping. Yep. They're going to catch the Colts wide awake. Right. And the Colts are going to get this win. And they're going to move to 4-5. and five, And they're going to compete to try to get the seven seed. So we're on the same page there. Just a few points off in our estimation. Yep. Let's move to Sunday, 1 o'clock Eastern. The battle of the two purple teams in the NFL. The Vikings at the Ravens. Ravens, six-point favorites coming off of their bye week. 49.5 point over under. 90% of the spread money currently is on the Baltimore Ravens. Chris, are you on the Baltimore Ravens? I am on the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, you know, I, I look at it this way a lot with the Vikings. You've heard this and you know this. I mean, we talk about this. If the Vikings can't run the ball, just like we saw last week, it's a very ordinary offense. It's just period. And I know you can go like so a lot of, you know, there's people who go, well, I mean, a lot of teams aren't good once they can't run the ball. No, they're not. There's other teams that have plenty of other avenues when they can't run the ball. They can drop back in the pass game and still throw the ball for 300 yards and make a lot of explosive plays. The Vikings are like truly handicapped that way. It's so Dalvin Cook dependent. I don't think that happens against the Ravens defense. I don't. You know, the Ravens defense certainly has struggled a little bit, you know, gave up a lot of big yards early in the year. But for the most part, 
has been better. I know the Bengals game, you know, Burrow and Chase made some plays, no doubt. I get it. But also what I would add to it is, yeah, I don't think the Vikings are going to be able to run the ball in the Ravens. I think the Vikings then, their pass game, too simple. So even if the Ravens' pass defense isn't what it was, it's an easy team to break down that way. I got the faith in the Ravens' defensive coaches that they'll do that. And, you know, a little bit like last week, once again, the Vikings can't stop the run. So then you have to worry about them overplaying it at times. And because of that, I'm going Ravens 31-17 at home. This is amazing. Whoa. I already put my score I in. I can see, see my did. score, 31-20. We yeah. have the same mindset. Look, the Vikings have been doing this keep it close and hope for a late break thing right. all year. Right. The problem is last week they embarrassed themselves with how they handled the latter stages of the game. And I think there is some dysfunction. There's some acrimony. The coach screwed up the timeout situation with the game on the line and gave the Cowboys five yards of field position, which turned third and 16 into third and 11, which became first and goal, which became touchdown, not field goal, which became game over, not overtime. That's on Mike Zimmer. And when it's time for him to get fired at the end of the season, and he will if they don't make the playoffs. He still may be gone if they do make it in as the seven seed and get obliterated by the two seed in the wild card round. I think it's going to start to crumble. And I'm on with Paul Allen, the voice of the Vikings, every Wednesday on KFAN. And I told him, after the bye, it's not going to be good for the Vikings. Lost to the Cowboys, lost to the Ravens, lost to the Chargers, and the Vikings are going to be free-falling. And I think they're going to go down 31-20 to in Baltimore And we're going to see more of this sluggish offense. We're going to see more of a defense that isn't nearly as good as it's supposed to be. And we're going to see the difference between a team that's elite and a team that is dog paddling in the middle of the pack and hoping to win just enough games to maybe punch a ticket as the seventh seed and then quickly exit the playoffs. And that's just not good enough. And I think the Vikings are going to have to, to make some real changes after the season because their fans are getting fed up with just good enough. Yeah, I understand that. I do. And, uh, yeah, we're seeing, you know, some of the flaws of the team that we thought, you know, yeah, there was, there was some unfortunate losses for them earlier in the year. Then they got, you know, the, the bounce of the ball to, to go their way a few times. But, yeah, I think we're looking at a, a, a below-average team in the NFL, so I agree with a lot of what you said. All right, New England Patriots. On a winning streak, three-and-a-half-point favorites at Carolina, which ended their losing streak by winning in Atlanta. The Patriots looking good. The Panthers trying to hold it together. Pats, again, three-and-a-half-point favorites, 41-point over-under. Who do you like in that one? Yeah, I I mean, uh, similar teams here, you know, and the fact that, yeah, it's deep. I want to say it's similar now, it looks like, as as in the way the Panthers played last week. I mean, the Panthers played last week was – you know, almost a little bit like the Steelers and Big Ben. Like, we're just going to play defense, and we're going to run the ball, and even if we just run it into a wall, we don't care. We're not going to let Sam Darnold mess the game up. We're not going to let the quarterback mess the game up. I mean, they went on drives. I think I told you earlier this week where it was just run after run after run after run, and they were like, who cares? Don't let Sam Darnold mess it up. That's where he's kind of hit. So they got to kind of get his confidence back. I, I don't think they're going to be able to do run the ball consistently well on the Patriots' defense, especially when there's not a ton to worry about in the passing offense of the Panthers between Sam Darnold not playing well and, like you've heard me say for a few weeks in a row here now, the Panthers, it's not overly complicated to figure out what they want to do in the passing game. 
So that's advantage Patriots. And I do think a lot of this Panthers defense, there's no doubt about that. They are still highly ranked. But a little of that is because of the start of the season. They played some teams that they matched up real well with. I think the Patriots are going to be able to run the ball on them enough. And, you know, the Patriots are a team I look at right now going in an upward trajectory. And Mac Jones, even though maybe the completion percentage isn't as good lately, I don't care. To me, I think they become more dangerous because they are throwing the ball down the field a little bit more. Patriots twenty to sixteen, Mike. Yeah, I I uh, I checked the injury report because Sam Darnold got rocked. Yes, he on did Sunday. Whoa, rocked! Right, clean legal hit, but that's what happens when you run the ball. And we're seeing more and more defensive players willing to treat quarterbacks like running backs. We saw it when Baker Mayfield got thrown into the sidelines. On Sunday, no flag. He's he's a running back at that point. Yeah. Um, Darnold presumably thought when he got traded out of the AFC East, <laughs> I get a break here. I don't have to deal with the Patriots anymore. Remember, he was seeing ghosts a few years ago, famously in that game against the Patriots. I agree with you. Pa- uh, the Patriots are ascending. The Panthers are just trying to hold on. Right now, they're the seventh seed in the NFC. There are nine teams jockeying for that spot. It's not going to matter because whoever wins it is going to get shredded by the two seed in the wild card round. I think the Patriots win this one 24 17. You know, the Patriots haven't beaten the Panthers in a long time. I know. Cam Newton was 2 right. 0 yeah. against Tom Brady and the Patriots. So they're getting their chance to, to, to settle things up a little bit with a team that isn't nearly as good as the ones they've seen in the past. So 24 17 for me, we're on the same page there. No disagreements yet. Let's move on to the Battle of Ohio. The Browns. The Browns is the Browns, but the Bengals isn't the Bengals. That's how I look at this one. The Browns have been disappointing at 4-4. Four and four. The Bengals at 5-3. and three. Cincinnati is a 2.5-point home favorite over under a 47. Which orange team from Ohio wins this one, Chris? Yeah, I'm going with the orange team that has stripes on their helmets. I, I am. You know, again, like last week they were underwhelming and not motivated. You said that today on PFT, and that, that is exactly right. You know, they were flying high because they beat the Ravens. People were calling them the best team in the AFC. Jets got embarrassed. Bengals will be on their game this week. They will. And even just despite last week, you know, Bengals left some points on the board and still were up 31-20 midway through the fourth quarter or past the midway point of the fourth quarter. So that just shows you that, yeah, their offense, even on bad days, is still pretty damn good. They can still make plays, and that's having been stopped on first and goal on the one and not getting any points on a drive. And another drive having first and goal at the four and only getting a field goal. They still score 31. You know, I still don't know about the Browns' defense. It's hit or miss. I think the Bengals' offense matches up well with that. And then a little bit like we just talked about with, like, the Vikings-Ravens. You know, I, I think the Bengals are pretty good at stopping the run when they don't have to worry about, like, a lot in the passing game. And to me, that's where the Browns miss, miss the ball. Of course, it's a coach that came from Minnesota. It's when they have to drop back and throw it, I'm very underwhelmed with their drop back pass game there in Cleveland. And I don't trust Baker Mayfield nearly as much as I trust Joe Burrow. I'm going Bengals 31-28. Yeah, you know, I'm on the same page with you yet again. I, I, I think that this Odell Beckham situation. Yeah, right. That with too. The, uh, yeah. It's how does that not create an issue when they have yet to resolve it? And yet again today, 
Odell Beckham Jr. is excused from practice. The Browns are in checkmate. They're backed into a corner. They just need to move on because it's going to be an issue for this team. Now, I guess there's a, a, a set of circumstances where Baker Mayfield's extra motivated and they come out just to prove it to OBJ. I, I don't see that happening. I think the Bengals, after losing to the Jets on the road, are going to be even more on guard for this Browns team. Yeah. This Browns team is underachieved just like it did two years ago. I've got Bengals 28-24 as the winners of this one. They move to 6-3, and three and the Bengals go under five or the Browns excuse me go under 500 through nine games which is not what we expected from the Cleveland Browns this year so yet again four for four we agree let's try this one Denver at Dallas the Cowboys are 10 point favorites even though we don't know for sure that we're going to see Dak Prescott on Sunday Dak Prescott or Cooper Rush I think the Cowboys good enough to handle an overmatched Broncos team Chris who do you like in this one and what score do you have with an over under a 49 and a half yeah the Cooper Rush thing does it, it scares me a little bit you know this is not the Vikings defense as we laid out there to where they're not just you know the Broncos defense is pretty good they've had little issues stopping the run because of some injuries inside on their defense so that that does worry me no doubt but you know, Cooper Rush isn't going to get some of the easy completions he got against the Vikings. I mean, again, they were running like high school plays at points last week. Or they're just like, 10 yards, turn around, boom, I'll throw it. 10 yards, go out, boom, I'll throw it. Slant route, boom, I'll go. Because the Vikings had to overplay the run game to such an extent, it just made it easy. The Broncos defense will not do that. So if like Cooper Rush is playing, I think we can get into a close, closer football game. I do. But... I'm picking it as if Dak is playing right now. So anybody listening right now, yes, if Dak's playing, they're on another level. You know, the Cowboys defense, it's it's game plan specific. They play hard. They got depth on the front. Linebackers are good. Yeah, corners, I still think there's some question marks there, but I don't think the Broncos can take advantage of that a whole lot with Teddy Bridgewater at quarterback. So if Dak's playing, I'm going 30-20 Cowboys. I, uh, oh, wait, yeah, that's well, on, right the spread. on the number. I'll go 31-20, Cowboys. Sorry about okay. that. See, I'm, I'm splitting the baby on this one. Uh, wow, that's mean. I, I How think do the you Cowboys split, win. the baby. Whoa. That's, that's a, <laughs> Is that a saying? I'm not aware of this That's story. one I've not heard it's, of that. You're 41 years old, and you've never heard of the saying, splitting the baby. No. When they brought to King Solomon the baby that was of disputed ownership, right. parentage, and King Solomon said, okay, well, we'll cut the baby in half, and each one of you will take half of the baby. And so the, the real mother said, let, let, the, the, the other, let the other woman have the baby. And that was how King Solomon knew that was the real mother, because the, the real mother would say, I don't want the baby cut in half. So anyway. Anyway, there's your history lesson that or was good. biblical lesson or right. whatever. And I can't believe you've never heard that before. Okay, regardless, the public school system has failed you yet again. Regardless, uh. Uh, <laughs> I, I think the Cowboys win, but I'm not going to pick the Cowboys to cover just in the event that it's Cooper Rush because if it is Cooper Rush, I don't think they cover. There's a chance they don't win. So I got Cowboys 28-20 for that reason and that reason alone. If I knew for sure Dak was playing, I'd say 28-14. I'll give the Broncos an extra six points under the possibility that we see Cooper Rush or we see Dak start and maybe, you know, tighten up a little bit and we see Cooper Rush. I think there's a possibility yeah, that's right. how it plays right. out. All right, wait, too. can I – so I'll 31-20 if Dak plays. If Dak doesn't play – We're not doing a float chart. Okay, you gotta, we're not. you got to call your All shot. Right, you got to call your shot. Got gotcha. cool. you. You're calling your shot? All right. 
Cool. All right, that's what I'm doing. I'm calling my shot. I'm building it in. I'm baking it into the cake yep. and splitting the baby in the process. Poor baby. Buffalo Bills at the Jacksonville Jaguars. Josh Allen versus Josh Allen, both taken with the seventh overall pick in the draft one year apart. 14.5 points, the biggest spread of the week, 48.5 over under. How badly are the Bills going to kick the crap out of the Jaguars? I, I mean, obviously I'm picking the Bills. There's no doubt about that. I, I, you know, again, I don't know. There's a part of me that I, I don't. I'm going Bills 31-17. I am. But but I, I will say this. Like, you know, the, the Bills, I, they're still, of course, one of the better teams in football in the conversation for the best team in AFC. But I, I am worried about their offense a little bit. I am. I, I can't lie. I mean, they went some through some really, really struggle moments last week against the Dolphins. I mean, it was 3-3. You know, going at halftime, right? Maybe it was a little more than that. I can't remember what happened after Tua snapped the ball into Gasecki in the motion. But either way, it was close, and they were having troubles there. It's just not a, not like a high-functioning offense right now. You know, the run game, of course, is below average. And like you've heard me say many times, the weapons are not as good as everybody wants to make it to be. It's not. And people have, you know, figured out the offense to a degree. Um I'm going to go Bills 31-17 because I think Jacksonville will just hang around and be there, and it's a game where the Bills are going to be like, well, we're better than them, and they might be asleep at the wheel to a degree. Um, Yeah, but at the same time, yeah, I, I saw know. how bad the Jaguars were last week when they had two weeks to get ready to play the Seahawks. They seemed lifeless and uninspired. Oh my gosh. I still don't know what the hell Urban Meyer was thinking going for one instead of two, down 24 nothing with two minutes left in the game, and then kicking it onside afterward when he still needed three scores. Well, I, I, just, I, I think that, that that win over the Dolphins covered up a lot of crap that is going to systematically be exposed over the rest of the year. I think the Bills are going to want to prove – to everyone and themselves, that they can be dominant. They covered last week, even though they looked uninspired against the Dolphins. Sean McDermott probably used that as a way to pull out the old red-hot poker and apply it to the rear ends of his team. I've got 38-13, Bills win, Bills cover, um, and it may be one of my best bets. I don't know. It worked for me last week. I may do it again. All right, the Houston Texans, everyone's team to look at in survivor pools. Basically, you pick the team that's playing them, Every given week. The problem this week is can't pick them this week. (laughs) Two and 14 combined. Two of the most dysfunctional teams in football. Two dysfunctional land the plane on the Deshaun Watson trade that everybody wanted to do. The Dolphins are somehow six and a half point favorites at home with an over under of 45 and a half. Is this the week the Texans get their second win? Or is this the week that the Dolphins get win number two? Both teams won week one and haven't won since then. Right. I, I. I mean, I'm going to pick the Dolphins to win, but I, I, I don't think this will be easy. I mean, I, th- I think this is a coin toss game. I do. Uh, uh, you know, the, I think the thing I look at with the Texans to give them a fighting chance is, you know, the fact that, you know, again, the stats and numbers don't always show it, but, like, they're going to play too deep coverage. They're going to make you try to run the ball and have some success there before they get out of it. The Dolphins can't run the ball. You know, I think it's going to be a tough day passing the ball for two and company. I could certainly see that. And, you know, I, I, I don't know. This is one I'm just going with a little bit of a gut here and just thinking that the Texans are going to hang around and the Dolphins will be a little over aggressive at times and let you make a play here and there. You know, I'm going Dolphins, but I think it's going to be a close one. I think the Texans are going to, you know, 
be ready to go, knowing that this is a team that they can compete with and play. I'm going Dolphins 24-23. I've got 20-17 Dolphins. Same idea. Dolphins win, but they don't cover. And I've believed all along that the Houston Texans will win just enough games this year to screw up their opportunity to have a really high draft pick. It just feels like that's in the cards. And Tyrod Taylor is back at practice. Let's see if he's even on the injury report. I don't see him on the report oh, at all. That, that, was, that was the next thing I was going to bring up. So, I mean, if he's so playing, he's, yeah, this is, this is a different, yeah. totally different football game. This is a team that was in position to beat the Browns week two before Tyrod Taylor suffered the hamstring injury. Although, how much longer than then uh, you know, will Tyrod Taylor last until he has his second injury of the season? I think it's fair to wonder that given his injury history in recent yeah, years. But I right. think he'll play well enough to keep it close. But the, you know what? I'm, do, I, you know, I'm, do, I'm changing my pick. Tyrod Taylor's off the injury report. I'm flipping it. I think the Texans are going to win. I got more faith in Tyrod Taylor than I have in Tua Tonga-Vailoa. It's that simple. I'm going to give the uh, – I'm going to give the – we're doing a show Houston here. Texans, a late Call touchdown. 24-20. Sorry, general manager of that team that wants to talk to me. Texans, 24-20, win the game. Whoa. I'm changing on the okay. fly. I like it. Cool. It worked the last time I did it. It probably yeah, it's won't It's been working work a few time. times, and you've done it. You've done it, I think, two or three times the last few weeks, and you've hit all t- every time. All right, let's move on to the next game. The Atlanta Falcons at the New Orleans Saints. The Saints are six-point favorites. We don't know who the quarterback is going to be, Taysom Hill or Trevor Simeon. I don't know that it matters. Over under a 42. Who do you like in the Superdome? Well, I like the Saints, of course. I mean, the Saints are – their defense is a Super Bowl type of defense. There's no doubt about that. You know, their offense, of course, is just a question mark. You know, them putting up points consistently, making plays, doing all that. I mean, they're not the type of team that I look at that really blows anybody out. You know, that that's really where I look at it. And, you know, of course, the Falcons, like I said earlier today, without Calvin Ridley – Without a big-time running back and run game, it really handicaps Arthur Smith where that's what he wants to do. He wants to run the ball and do a lot of different things off of that, and he's just not capable of doing that. Uh, Falcons play hard. I respect them for that. I do. But I just think this is a New Orleans team that's on the rise, playing great defense. The run game's coming along. Taysom Hill's playing. I think it adds another element to their offense. I hope he's the starting quarterback. To me, that's the one that makes sense. I'm going Saints 24-17. Yeah, I've got 30-23 to 23 New Orleans Saints in this one. Same point spread, same idea, same thought. Saints win, Saints cover. And uh, you know, we've seen what Taysom Hill can do. Last year he was 4-1 and one as the starter. I think he should be the starter. Who knows what Sean Payton will do. He's got a great way of keeping all of that under wraps until maybe the Friday before game day when they make it known Who's going to start? I don't like Taysom Hill in the jack-of-all-trades role because they don't use him enough in that role. It doesn't nearly justify the eight-figure salary that no, he gets. exactly so right. Use Taysom Hill, let him play, and the Saints' defense good enough to hold the Falcons' offense in check so the Saints can move to 6-2. and two. The last game of the 1 o'clock window, the Las Vegas Raiders, two-and-a-half-point favorites at the New York Giants. The fish stinks from the headset down in New York. 46-and-a-half is the over-under. Do the Raiders come out of the bye week with their third straight win, Chris? Yes, I'm going to go with that. I do think the Giants, I think it'll be a, a little bit like we saw the other night on Monday night. They'll hang around. You know, their defense will play it the right way. The Raiders' offense just has more to, def- more to offer, more to defend than the Chiefs' offense right now. And I mean that schematically. 
You know, really, and even on an execution level. I mean, Derek Carr is playing a cleaner game than Patrick Mahomes right now. There's, there's no doubt about that. Yeah, there's no Henry Ruggs, okay, but they still got a, a lot of other players they can wheel and deal the ball to. They have a, enough of a run game, and I think that's going in the right direction too to where that's also different for the Giants, that so they have to really pay attention to that. So, you know, because of that, I give advantage Raiders on offense. And again, you know, not that the Raiders' defense is special, um, but, but at the end of the day, it's kind of like what we've, we've said in a lot of games with the Giants. You know, they're just one-dimensional. It's, it's every game is kind of managing the offensive line with no run game to speak of. Their best run play this year is Daniel Jones keeping the ball. It's the best thing they got. And Gus Bradley and what he does with that Raiders defense, they're sound, they play hard, and they, got, they can get after the quarterback. And that scares me because the Giants can't protect the quarterback. So hang around but lose 24-20, Raiders. Yeah, look, I, I, uh, it's hard to have a lot of faith in the Giants after what we saw on Sunday night or on Monday night, excuse me. Um, I don't know how the Henry Ruggs situation affects the Raiders. We yeah. have to take that into account. That's yep. the kind of thing that can rock an organization to its core. But we saw how they dealt with the John Gruden situation. They have found a way to come together. David Carr... Derek Carr, excuse me, Derek Carr, the clear and undisputed leader of that team right now. Two weeks to get ready for this game. I know it, it always is uh, uh, adversity to fly cross-country, almost cross-country, to play this game. I still like the Raiders to win this one. This is the first one we're going to disagree on this week. 28-16, I think you're allowing your Giants fandom to influence you on this one. I think the Raiders are the better team, and I know that it's a better spot for... Oh, you picked the Raiders. Okay, yeah. then 28-16. I thought you picked the Giants. Sorry, I'm Pick I'm up that phone and tell that GM doing. you're doing a podcast. Leave me alone. With somebody Leave me alone. Very important, more important than some GM. Tell them I said All to right. kiss my white butt that you said you were going to stick a knife in or whatever before. <laughs> yeah, 28-16, but we're on the same page. You also have the Raiders covering. Yes. I did not hear you because I was not listening because I am distracted by the other things that are going on. Let's take a break. When we return, the late afternoon games, including the game that Chris has been waiting for for years, the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes against the Packers and, oh, wait, Jordan Love. Oh, wait. Uh, we'll talk about those and the other games when PFTPM and Chris Sims on Button continue right after this. Just in and so good. Thousands of summer deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save up to 60% on new arrivals from Vince, Rag & Bone, Adidas, Joe's, Marc Jacobs, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. But hurry for first dibs. Get your summer favorites up to 60% off at Nordstrom Rack today. Great brands, great prices. That's why you rack. PFTPM, Chris Sims Unbuttoned, presented by Under Armour. The late afternoon games for week nine. The halfway point of the regular season is here. And the Chargers, after losing two in a row, they go to Philadelphia. 95% of the spread money is on the Chargers at minus two. I feel like Vegas is either... They're either smoking crack, as you like to say, or it's a trap. Either way, Chargers only a two-point favorite on the road at Philadelphia with a 50-point over-under. Chris, do you think the Eagles, who looked great against the Lions on Sunday, can the Eagles make it two in a row? I, I, listen, I, if you made me like talk about upsets of the week, to me this is one of the ones that lines up. It does. You know, it has, uh, it has a little of that feel like why I picked the Patriots last week against the, the Chargers. You know, the Eagles last week, 
offensive line starting to move people in the run game. Jalen Hurts more in the run game. That uh, That's not good for the Chargers. The Chargers can't stop diddly squat shit in the run game. They can't. I mean, they were this close to having 200 yards run on them last week. There were some holding calls on the Patriots where I went and went, man, you didn't need to hold. He was already 30 yards down the field and gone. I mean, there was no reason. The guy wasn't even by you. I don't know what you're holding for. What are you doing? You know, th- there's real issues there. And the ch- people have caught on to the Joe Lombardi Chargers offense. I do believe that. And the Eagles played a little bit more aggressive on defense last week. Nothing crazy. They're not going to do like go out, go totally out in a limb that way. But uh, I- I'm going to go Chargers here, 23-20. I was disappointed to see the spread was only two. I really thought the Chargers were going to be more of a, a favorite than this uh, because I thought I was going to make this my best bet. But I could see the Eagles winning this 23-20 too. I really could. I was I was this close to kind of going, let me switch the score and go Eagles here. I, I don't know. I just, I, I'm a little soured on the Chargers, and I, I think the Eagles match up well with them. You know, it's funny. I thought you were going to pick the Eagles, and I've already typed in my score in the sheet here, yeah. and I was thinking, am I going to be tempted to change it? Is Chris going to get me to change my mind? Ultimately, you didn't because you picked the Chargers. Yeah. I got 24-20. You've got 23-20. I just think that the Chargers are moving toward desperation territory here at 4-3. and three. They yeah. lose another one and uh-huh. fall to 500. They got a problem. And this is a team that, that should be good enough to go to Philadelphia and pull off the win. We saw the 49ers win there earlier this year, not in convincing fashion. The Eagles are not going to lay down. They didn't have a fire sale. They right. didn't move Fletcher Cox. They've got a pretty good defense. I just think this is an opportunity for Justin Herbert to reestablish himself. Yeah. Because all, all the hype, all the praise, the wins have to come with it or you're going to be forgotten. There aren't many quarterbacks on sub-500 teams this far into a season that we look at and say, hey, there's a franchise guy. Yeah, right. Your, your team has to back it up, your performance and your play, and your, your results have to be there. So I think they get it, but I won't be surprised. Uh, Chris, I agree with you. Yeah, you're kind of with me there. Off. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. Yeah, you're right. I mean, you said it right. I just couldn't, at the end of the day, Chargers desperate, maybe a little more talented with a quarterback that's, yeah, the better guy, and I, I just couldn't pull the trigger on going with the Eagles there. Green Bay Packers at the Kansas City Chiefs. Jordan Love versus Patrick Mahomes. It was Packers as a one-point favorite. It's now swung eight and a half. The Chiefs are seven and a half point favorites in this game. 48 over under. Patrick Mahomes and company on a short week. Do they pull off the home victory that they so desperately need at this stage of the season against Jordan Love and the rest of the Green Bay Packers? I, I, I do. I think they're going to do it. I don't think it'll be easy. I mean, nothing's easy for the Chiefs right now. I do like the way the defense has been playing lately. You know, and I know like some people are going to go, well, they lost 27-3, the Titans. It wasn't the defense's fault. Mahomes and company kept screwing it up, giving the Titans short fields. The defense hung in there. They slowed down Derrick Henry and company. So... I think with that, I, I think they can slow down the, the Packers' running attack, which is pretty damn good. There's no doubt about that. It's, it's a good offensive line, and they're smart in what they do. But it, then, but it allows them to play that a little bit more aggressively because you do have a rookie quarterback. And the Packers are never an offense that they just go, oh, my gosh, the creativity is just goes crazy. No, they just kind of – they got Aaron Rodgers. He knows what play to get them into. Okay, yep, ooh, I like this play against the defense. They're playing boom, 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 you know, completion, completion, touchdown. I, that, I don't think that's, a, that's an element that's taken away from Jordan Love. Now, listen, I don't, 
you know, Kansas City's offense is scary. They, they, they will screw anything up right now. There's no doubt. But at the end of the day, I'm still going with them at home in – you know, which is all almost desperation games for them here for a little while until they start to get significantly over 500. 27 17, Chiefs. Yeah, I've got 30 to 20, Chiefs. And, and I really do think the Chiefs will not be one of those teams that throws back a gift. They've been handed a tremendous gift with Rodgers not playing. Yep. They're not going to lose focus. They're not going to take the Packers lightly. They're going to do everything they can to put another W in the, in the column because they've struggled so much this year. So I think they're going to take full advantage of it. We have the same margin. We just have three more points for each side. So uh, we're agreeing way too often this week after we disagreed so many times last week. Arizona Cardinals at your San Francisco 49ers. Cardinals are a one-point favorite. We don't know what's going to happen with Kyler Murray, who didn't practice on Wednesday. He suggested he could play without practicing. He has a sprained ankle. The 49ers desperate to continue to win. They beat the Bears on Sunday. 46 is the over-under. Chris, who do you have? This this is a this is a, a tight one to me. I've gone back and forth with this one. You know, first off, I, I do think the 49ers, their defense matches up pretty well with the Cardinals offense, like we saw the first time around. You know, they just you know, they 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 play a certain coverage that doesn't allow big plays a whole lot. Their front seven is still very fast, so and it's good. Of course they could stop the run. They can take away you know, some of the short passes and screens and limit the damage there that Arizona's so good at doing that. Uh, the Cardinals do have issues stopping the run. You know, that's what worries me a little bit here. I've been back and forth with this one. Uh, you know, and then, you know, the, the element of 17-10 the first time around with the, with the 49ers losing the game, Trey Lance at quarterback, you know, to me that played into the, the Cardinals' hands a little bit. And... It allowed them to pl- overplay the run game because they knew they weren't going to get a lot of variety in the pass game. That's where I think the, that's why Jimmy Garoppolo should be is the, the starter and is the starter because at least he gives them enough in the pass game to where you just can't always go all in on stopping the Shanahan run game. So I picked Cardinals twenty seven twenty four, but this is one that I have just like the Eagles game and the Chargers where I go this could be an upset. I just, at the end of the day, I got to see the 49ers win one of these games first, really, against a quality team and do it. I just, I couldn't pick them. So I'm going Cardinals 27 24. I, I decided to go with the 49ers here. You know, the 49ers gave them a tough game a few weeks ago. Yep. And uh, the, the 49ers are in that desperation mode. And, and, and I think that, you know, we saw it last year with the Cardinals. Once, once, the bubble starts to bust. I know it's scary. It spreads. Right. It spreads. And if Kyler Murray either can't play or is hampered, that takes something away from the offense. He's going to have to stay in the pocket. He's not going to be as mobile. Potentially, we'll see. We'll see. But I just think the 49ers at home, given where they are, given that they're caught up in that scrum for the seventh seed, and it's going to be very difficult for them to climb any higher than that. If they're going to have any hope. They need to pick off one of these teams in the division that is well ahead of them. The Cardinals are one of them, and I think that the 49ers will do it 24-20. I hear to you. 20. Let's take good, a break. Primetime games. Vaughn Miller, possibly in his Rams debut if he plays. He's still got an ankle problem. And the Titans without Derrick Henry. Sunday night football, we'll talk about that. And Monday night's game when PFTPM and Chris Sims Unbutton continue right after this. 
BFTPM, Chris Sims Unbuttoned, presented by Under Armour. This is the portion of the show where we do the primetime games for Sunday and Monday. It's also the portion of the show where Chris has a message for all of you from our friends at Under Armour. Yeah, baby. What up, Under Armour? We are supported by Under Armour and just like us. Yeah, me and Florio, Under Armour wants to give you an edge. They are focused on performing better and taking their game to the next level. Everything from running shoes, running shoes that propel you forward to hoop shoes that give you insane grip. They even make hoodies that reflect ener- energy. I need to get that to reflect Florio's bad energy. We're not just about the end result, winning or glory. Under Armour is about the hard work, the dedication, the cycle of training, competing, and recovering. We give you advantages, but not shortcuts. The only way is through. All you right. done? You good? You we good? must protect this house. I'm good. I'm ready. I'm just, I was. You done with this damn so, GM you're talking to now? What? what I'm, I mean, I'm, you're Johnny Schefter is, over look, there today. Can I tell you something? <laughs> I, and and I, you will never catch me sitting at a desk other than this one, working on my phone while we're on the air live. And, and there are plenty of people who do it because they just want, I just, I just wonder what they're really doing. If they're just typing in their notes app, but there's a lot of stuff happening in the I NFL know, right I now between Aaron Rodgers and Odell Beckham. I got people trying to get in touch with me. I've gotten texts saying, "Call me right now." I can't call you right now. I have to call you when we're done. Please understand. I'm getting ready for a conference call as soon as we're done today. That's very important on a completely different issue that I'm going to get some information about. You know, whoa, I, I, it's, whoa! This is just one of those days. Yeah, hey, you're I a mover. You're now. a shaker. Hey, you got people to talk now. about. You got things to do. Hey, hey. <laughs> Everybody wants to spin me. Everybody wants to work me. Everybody wants to get me to see their side of things before their side of things comes out. And, hey, if they want to think that I actually have that much influence, fine by me. You do. I don't think I do, but if they want to think it, I'll take it, well, and I'll run with it. They do. I just What they don't realize is they're not going to sway you. You're a stubborn no, SOB, no, and they're no. not going to They're not going to sway if you. If anything, the effort to sway me is only going to make it worse. That's what they always find out after the fact. And they're like, we thought this guy would be nice to us because we reached out to him and explained our position. Right. Yeah, I understand your position. I reject and it. And it. it's stupid. Right. <laughs> yeah. uh, let, let's uh, let's. Get on with Sunday Night Football. Boy, it looked like it was going to be such a great game. Oh, my gosh. We're contractually obligated to say it will be a great game. Please tune in, 7 o'clock Eastern, NBC or Peacock for Football Night in America, followed by Al Michaels, Chris Collinsworth, and Michelle Tafoya on the call for Titans at the Rams. Super Bowl 34 rematch. It's got everything but Jeff Fisher and Derrick Henry. Unfortunately, that changed everything. So we find out what the Rams and Titans will do without Henry on the field. The Rams are seven and a half point favorites. It was Rams minus six. I'm surprised Derrick Henry being gone only moved at a point and a half LA's way over under 53 and a half. It's the highest over under of the week and 91% of the spread money is on the Titans. Chris, are you on the Titans? I'm not on the Titans. I can't do that. I can't, you know, I, I mean, first off, I mean, yes, the the offense is too Derrick Henry-centric. And I know the Rams' defense has not been perfect all year. There's no doubt. But when, you know, like Vrabel and company, I know they're going to stay patient with the run game. I get that. Um, but first off, the Rams' defense has been a lot better the last four or five weeks, even against the run in all areas. They've been better. And what what can catch the Rams? The Rams are so fast up front. That you know, for bigger, overpowering offensive lines, we've seen that a few times this year. They have str- they have tr- trouble. You think, whoa, they're going to be able to block the Rams. The Rams aren't that big, but their speed causes issues. And now you don't really have to worry about 
the Derrick Henry aspect quite the same. And, you know, to me, the big question of the Titans is just like, if they can't run the ball or play through that, is their drop back pass game good enough to carry them? I don't know that yet. I don't. You know, you look at what they've done so far this year. It's run the ball, play action pass A.J. Brown. That's all they do. They're one of the league leaders in that. A.J. Brown catches almost all his passes off that. You know, the Rams have a guy in Jalen Ramsey who can match up with a Brown from time to time and allow them to do different things. And then I, I like what the Titans defense is doing. They have gotten a lot better. They're one of the best zone teams in football, Mike, passing people off. Their pass rush has gotten pretty good. But the Rams have an answer for everything. They do. And, you know, I know like the Titans, I just want to pull it up here. I know they beat the Colts, the Chiefs, the Bills. None of them have the offense the Rams do. None of them have the completeness the Rams do, nor the talent that the Rams do. I'm going 30-20 to 20 Rams. I, I've got 31-17 Rams. So, again, too much alike this week. Yeah, I just think that the Rams, when it's clicking, it's a blowout. And when it's kind of not clicking, they still find a way to win. The only time they've stubbed their toe was against the team they had dominated for four straight years, twice a year, the Arizona Cardinals. I'm yeah. still confounded by that because the Rams keep getting better and better. And even if Von Miller can't play, he's got that ankle injury. I just think the lift that comes from Teddy KGB splashing the putt, again, he ultimately lost. But I think that the players... Correct me if I'm wrong. No, You've you're been right. In the locker room. You're right. The players feel like they believe in us. They're going out there to to, to they're, they're trying to grab the brass ring. They think we're good enough to get the brass ring. Let's go get it. No, I, I agree. And you know, and even like that, like hey, we're playing great, and of course we've blown out more teams than anybody in football, and we beat the Bucks handily. You know, if it was that point in the year where they might fall asleep, oh, Derrick Henry's not here. They're not going to play, you know, they're not going to be at their best. Your point's very real. That move is going to energize the locker room. Von Miller being in the locker room is just going to energize it. And he's got that type of personality. He's that kind of team player. He's going to fit right in with Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey and that group on the defensive side of the ball. It's the perfect mix. That's where McVay and, and Les Snead are, are amazing that way. They really are. And I think they're kind of showing the NFL a new way to do things, you know. And, and you know, we heard Eric Dickerson today on, on the PFT show, right, where he talked about, like, you know, every, oh, you're losing all your picks. You're losing all your picks. I, I know it's jarring. But he made the point that when the Rams traded him to the Colts, nothing really worked out for the Rams. There was no, like, big player. It was three first-round picks, I think two second-round picks, and something else. And none of it really came to fruition. So, you know, it's the thing we always gloss over. You're very good at always pointing that out. Um, but I, I think your point about the energy with Von Miller is very real. What did the Rams get from all the picks they got from Washington for the RG3 trade? What did they get? You're exactly Remember, right. It's a great, another good Les one. Les Snead wrote on the board, dominate with Washington picks. They didn't. And, and there are people around the league who think the Rams are just afraid to use high picks. Maybe the better way to put it is the Rams aren't afraid to look at that unscratched lottery ticket and realize that a jackpot is not hiding under the metallic yeah, paint. that's right. So let's trade it for a jackpot that someone else has already discovered. And it, that's why I'm so amazed that they were the only ones to make that move. 
Oh, and by the way, it won't surprise me if Odell Beckham Jr. is out there running around on Sunday night wearing uh, the, uh, the the dirty water uniform of the L.A. Rams. I love the That's Rams what uniform. that bone looks like. That looks like it, it looks like it's yeah. been soaking in dirty water. I all know. Right. Well, they won't be wearing that Monday this night. week. They're home, so hopefully they'll be in all well, blue or they're, they, they're yellow and blue. I know. I know. Bone on bone. Bone top. Uh, yeah, you know. Bone they, on they, bone. They have, You're talking dirty over there. <laughs> no, I'm talking about a knee with no cartilage in it. Monday Night Football, Bears at Steelers, six-and-a-half-point favorites are the Pittsburgh Steelers. They won three in a row, over-under of 40. It's the lowest over-under of the week. Chris, who do you like? Well, I, I mean, I understand it being the lowest over-under of the week. I mean, I can't imagine many points being scored here. I can't. I mean, the, you know, again, it, it's a good, good Chicago defense. It is, and it's not a great Pittsburgh offense. We know that. I mean, I certainly think Chicago can slow down Pittsburgh in their attack. And, you know, not they're not going to have to put, you know, too much into we got to stop their run game like they did last week with the 49ers, which, of course, opens the pass game. The Steelers' offensive run game isn't quite at that capacity yet. So then they're, you're not going to get as many one-on-one shots with Deontay Johnson or Chase Claypool or Fryer Muth. You know, and then, you know, on the other side of the ball, uh, yeah, the Steelers' defense is awesome. We know that. And again, I, I don't, I don't see, I don't see the, uh, the bears making many plays. I don't, you know, I just, uh, I, you know, the Steelers stopped the run. They got speed to slow down a guy like Justin Fields. We know the passing game for Chicago's nothing special. So I'm going 20 to 17 Steelers here. I got 20 to 10. You've got the Steelers covering. Or the Bears uh, I've covering. got the Steelers. Right. You've got the Bears covering. Sorry, they know who we mean. I've yep. got the Steelers covering the spread. So, uh, and, and look, it's football. It's on TV. It's in a primetime window. Maybe it'll be a close game. Maybe it'll be a good game. I'm still interested in the opportunity to focus on the Steelers. You know, we, we saw it a couple of weeks ago against the Seahawks. We get to do it again. Let's see where they are because the offensive line, I think, is improving. And they're, they're adjusting to color within the lines yeah. that they have right. this year. And they're figuring out where those boundaries are. And they've won three in a row. You can't deny that. And a lot of that falls to Mike Tomlin. All those Steelers fans out there, it's amazing how quiet they get when the team wins three in a row. When they're struggling, got to get rid of Tomlin, got to get rid of Tomlin. You know, the day you get rid of Tomlin is the day he becomes the coach of another team. There will be teams that fire the coach they I don't have. get it. If they think they can get Mike Tomlin. I know. I, I don't really get it at times wh- why it's such a fickle conversation when it comes to Mike Tomlin. I, I don't. Uh, it, you know, it, it does. It bothers me. I know we stick up for him all the time. And, yeah, he's a phenomenal coach that manages a lot of crazy personalities there in Pittsburgh. And for the most part, they are always ready to play. They're always the more physical team on the football field. You know, there's a lot of good that they bring to it. And they got a quarterback that is really not capable of much right now. I mean, it's it's not much. Yeah, they're going to have to play like a, I, I said to you earlier today. It, it's gotten into like Duck Hodges, Mason Rudolph territory. It's not quite that what we saw, you know, two, three years ago when Big Ben got hurt. But it's not far from that. You know, they're not going to like, I think they officially hit, we're not going to let him mess this game up. We're going to run the ball, run the ball, reverse. Oh, wait, one-on-one, fine, you could throw it. Run the ball, run the ball, play through the defense. Best bets and our Folsom Prison Blues pick. I, I lost mine last week for the first time. We'll do that when PFTPM and Chris Sims Unbutton, presented by Under Armour, continue right after this. Justin and so good. 
thousands of summer deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save up to 60% on new arrivals from Vince, Rag & Bone, Adidas, Joe's, Marc Jacobs, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. But hurry for first dibs. Get your summer favorites up to 60% off at Nordstrom Rack today. Great brands, great prices. That's why you rack. PFTPM, Chris Sims Unbuttoned, presented by Under Armour. Best bets time. Chris, you are up. Three games against the spread or over under if you're so inclined. Let's see what you have. Yeah, I mean, I feel pretty good about this. Uh, it's at least my first one. I'm going to go with the Ravens as my best bet in the first one. I think they're going to win by more than six points. They're at home. It's a tough place to play. It's a bye week. They came off a bad loss to the Bengals. Vikings can't stop the run. Vikings offense too simple. Uh, I go Ravens 31-17. Best bet. I have to say that the slot machine is lining up so far. Ravens, Ravens, both of us on the Ravens. The Vikings, I think, are on the verge of imploding, frankly. And this could get ugly on Sunday in Baltimore. Uh, So, yes, we agree. Second best bet for you. I'm not always inclined to pick, like, not good teams, but this one just pops much too much to me. And I'm afraid you're going to be right here with me. Uh, um, I'm going with the Texans. Yeah, I got them losing 24-23. But, like, the spread is six and a half. I mean, Tyrod Taylor plays. I could easily see them winning the game. I don't see them losing by more than six. I don't see them losing by more than three or a field goal that way. So I'm going to take the Texans as my second best bet, even though I got them losing by a point. I tried that earlier this year. It did not work. You tried it last year. I don't think it worked. Picking the Texans to lose, but making the Texans plus the points a best bet. Gutsy move by you. I got the Patriots giving Carolina three and a half. As you said, the Patriots are ascending. The Panthers are flatlining. And Bill Belichick has not beaten the Panthers in a very long time. I think he will relish the opportunity to take out Sam Darnold and the Panthers. Pick three for you. All right, pick three for me. I'm going to go to Monday Night Football. I'm going to go with the Bears here. I am. Again, a little bit like six and a half is too much. For the most part, Justin Fields and that offense have taken care of the football all year. The Steelers have a hard time moving the ball on anybody, let alone this is a good Bears defense. You know, and, and I think the Bears found a little something last week. They used Justin Fields into quarterback design runs. It gave them another element. So I just I have a hard time. I'm picking Pittsburgh to win. I'm doing the same thing. I just don't think they can blow them out. Sunday Night Football, 91% of the spread money is on the Tennessee Titans. I don't know what 91% of the people are thinking or smoking or drinking. I got the Rams given seven and a half. Look, the Titans are going to be reeling post Derrick Henry. And if they pull it off, more power to you. But at least for that first game, adjusting to life without Derrick Henry, I think is going to be difficult for the Titans. I got the Rams. All right, Folsom Prison Blues, who's your team? Well, I'm taking the Bills to beat the Jaguars. Bills to beat the Jaguars. Yeah, same for me, Bills. It's it's too easy. Yeah. Team with the biggest spread and the Bills. I got the Bills. I got the Bills. Uh, all right. Um, we're done. Are we done? We are done. See ya. Thanks for some of your time. See you next time. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson. 
It's a family thing since 1939.